God. By the way, clap your hands. It's Christopher's birthday on the 12th of October. <laughs> Amen. I'm a little curious as to this morning whether or not you are a movie buff. Do I have any movie buffs here? Um, wave at me because the lights have got me. Up there, I see you. Yeah, for, the, for all of you movie buffs, uh, some of you are not maybe, but please forgive me. They say you, they can tell what kind of person you are by the kind of movies you watch. Well, I have to admit that I have been a Terminator buff for a long time. I don't know why, just, you know, it was only recently that that uh, it was my daughter actually that coined why I've been such a Terminator movie fan because of the symbolism. And maybe we'll open that up a little bit for you today. But um, I, I just thought it would be interesting this morning if you, if you remember, uh, take you down memory lane just a little bit, see if you, um, and, and Kenny, we're going to do that. Uh, we're gonna, just see if you remember this scene. Somebody else, stretch your hand out of him. Tell him, say, if you want to live, come with me. Come on, find one more person. Say, if you want to live, follow me. I, I, I believe it's the most interesting thing that sometimes we can forget that this life is a journey. And one of the first things that the Lord does when he encounters your life, for all of us that were fighting against him and running from him, we didn't know what we were fighting against. We didn't know that he that was for us was not against us. And, and when you come to that pinnacle in your life where you realize, I must make a decision and and we find out that it's the Lord that's not got his hand against us. It's the Lord that's got his hand toward us. Every single person had to come to the place where Jesus, they heard his cry, his call. And what he said to all of us in the way that only he knows how to communicate to us. He said, follow me. Of any command that he gave, it's bigger than thou shalt not. 
Many of us were living in the thou shalt nots and judging our own lives by what we did or did not do, how good or bad we were. And then we have a confrontation with the living God and we hear him say something totally different. He says, what does he say? Look at your neighbor, tell, tell him what Jesus told you. Tell him what Jesus told you. He said, follow me. Isn't that amazing? And that one command transforms our lives. And I must say to you, beloved, that that journey is not over and it never stops. Woe be unto you if you think the command ever changes. For he is always taking you. I need you to help me with one another this morning. Look, extend your hands that he's always, always taking you on a journey. It's Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, that our father in the faith, God says the same thing. He plays the same scenario with Abraham. And God appears to him. And what's really interesting is when God comes to Abraham, it's in his latter years, and it's in the light of the failure of his father. For it is his daddy that he first talked to. You can get that from chapter 11. It's his daddy that God came to first and his daddy that held up on the journey because the journey had pain and part of the pain was the death of Abraham's brother. And the daddy lived in the pain and stopped the journey. And God then comes to Abraham and says to him and extends to him again. Check out what God says. He says, so the Lord said to Abraham, go forth from your country, from your relatives, and from your daddy's house. I want you to leave. Go forth means leave. Leave from your country. Leave from your relatives. Lord, have mercy. And leave from your daddy's house. How many of us, this same command came to us when the Lord came to your life? Following him meant I can no longer practice the norms of my country. I can no longer live like my relatives. Y'all are not talking to me this morning. And I can no longer live by what I grew up in in my own household. And then he says, where, where am I going, Abraham? God says, follow me to a land which I will show you. That, what that means is you can't get to where I go unless I tell you where to go. And you won't know where to go unless you follow me. And, I will, and then the Lord promises him. This is powerful. Get a hold of this because his promise is still active because his word is still working. I will make you great. I'll make a great nation out of you, he said. I will bless you and I will make your name great. So you shall be a blessing. I'm going to bless you so much, everybody you around going to get blessed by you. Tap your neighbor and say, God's going to bless you so much. If you follow him, that everybody around you is going to be blessed. He said, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to make, I'm going to make you a blessing. You shall be a blessing and I will and I will bless those, come on saints, who bless you. And I'll curse those who curse you. Lord, have mercy. And in you, all the families, I'm going to make an example of you, all the families of the world or the earth will be blessed. You should know that the greater, the greater the risk the greater the reward. You should write that down somewhere. The greater the risk, the greater the reward. When God asks you to leave your familiar place and follow him, the, what you risk, what you turn loose, what you let go, I want to tell you the reward is so much greater. It hasn't changed, beloved, when Jesus came to your life, when he, what he really said to you, he, this is what Jesus said, if you really want to live, if you really want to experience fullness of life, follow me. For Matthew 10 and 38 says, and he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. And he who has found his life 
will lose it. By the way, the word life, you ought to look it up. It's suke. It's soulish. He who finds his life, what does he say? Will lose it. And he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. And he doesn't stop there in Matthew 16, 24. And then Jesus said to to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself. And then do what? Come on, saint, do what? Take up his cross. And then what? Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. I should have had my white boy song. Forgive me for saying white boy. I don't mean that negatively. That I just love that song. I'm gonna have to remind me next week. I'm gonna bring it to you so y'all can learn it because it 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 it's a it's an incredible words are incredible. It, it falls right in line with this word. I just thought about it right now. Thank you, Father. I'll bring it next week. See, if anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny who, and take up his what, and then what must he do? Whoever wishes to save his soulish life is as the real translation. Whoever wishes to save his soulish life will lose it. And whoever loses his soulish life for my sake, what, what does the Bible say? He will find it. In Mark 2, he says to, the, to Levi, the tax collector, he has never changed his command. And Jesus said to him, he, Jesus was passing by and he saw Levi the son of Alphia sitting at the tax booth. Lord, have mercy. Now he's talking to the IRS, Lord Jesus. And he said to him, what does he say, saints? Follow me. And he got up. Best decision he ever made in his life. And he got up and what did he do? He followed him. Mark chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. Peter and his friends, he didn't, Jesus doesn't change his modus operandi. Check what he says. Jesus said to them, he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately the Bible says, they left their nets. Come on, saints, and what did they do? They followed him. In Matthew 19, 21, the rich young ruler, Jesus doesn't change his words nor his invitation. He said to him, if you wish to be complete, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. Come, come on, saints, and what? Follow me. Jesus placed the weight of wealth not on the treasure he had, but on the eternal treasure he would get. Life is not an event, it's a journey. Tell your brother, your sister, if you're living life like an event, you're stuck. See, if you're living life like it's an event, then you're always looking for another event to match it. But the truth is, life is more than an event. Life, come on saints, is a journey. This is why Jesus said, I am the way. He called himself the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes, check that out, to the Father except by me. John 10, 4 says, when he puts forth his own, that is his own sheep, when he puts forth his own, he goes ahead of them. I want to stop right there and just tell you that there's no place God tells you to follow him that he's not already been. So if God tells you to leave the familiar, your country, your, your relatives, and your daddy's house, if he tells you to leave that culture, leave that lifestyle, then you need to understand where he's telling you to go, he's already been there. Tell you him he's already been there. The Bible says when he puts forth his sheep, he goes ahead of them, and, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger, they simply will not follow but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. In that same chapter, but the 27th verse, he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they, come on, what do they do? Tap your neighbor. They all got quiet on me. Tap him and say, you better follow me because if you follow him, that means you're his sheep, Amen. So Jesus continues to invite us on a journey, a journey 
of a lifetime. That invitation still stands. Woe be to the person who's been walking with the Lord a while and forgotten that they are on a journey and they don't know the rest of the way without him. In this juncture, right now, in time, in October, what's today, the 13th? October the 13th, 2019, we come to a juncture and the Lord says, I know you know me, but are you still following me? It's one thing to know him and know about him. It's another thing to follow him. How do you follow him? Day by day. When Abraham left his country, his relatives, his daddy's house, he didn't know where, where, where it was. So every day, Lord, which way do I go? Tap your neighbor. Are you asking God every day, which way do I go? What do I do? I know you know the way to work. I want to know, do, do you know the way to promotion? I know you know the way to school. Do you know the way to succeed? I know you know the way to your business, but do you know how to expand it? I know you know your way home, but how do you make your home heaven? Jesus said you got to follow. We've been on a journey, saints. Metro, do you know we've been on it? My wife and I have been on a journey for 40 years. I'm feeling like Abraham right now. 40 years. And it's been the most amazing journey. And today, you have some decisions to make. Some of you have already made that decision. And it, it, daily, you seek him like the wise men who was following the star to worship the Savior, the Bible makes a declaration. Wise men seek him. In other words, they're following after him. I mean, I know you're going for your career. Thank God for that. I, I, know, I know you're going for your daily bread in, in terms of the money it takes for you to, to make it. But have you stepped into that cosmic journey that only God sets you upon, that only God knows your ending, where he wants to take you, and are you trusting him to follow him? There are some saints who, who, who got on this journey whose lives radically changed. Say, Ken, I think this is a good time to pull that up uh, of some of the witnesses, even of this house, that God has got you. One reason why you don't want to run from God who was that? Who was that that said, you can't run from me? Sinbad. Whatever happened to Sinbad? I did a little research on Sinbad, and I found, I discovered that Sinbad, Sinbad had knee replacements. He had all kinds of physical things, and that's why he's not been on the scene. He was one of the comedians that actually kept it clean. Am I talking to the right people today? I never shall forget talking about his mama disciplining him. Trying to get away. Come here, boy. You know you can't. I want you to check out these saints who decided we're not running, we're following. It's really amazing. See if you know them. Maybe they'll tell you something that you didn't know about them. How you doing, Metro City? Uh, my name is Ricardo Harris, Jr., and I just want to tell you guys a little bit of what my life was like before God and before church involvement. Um, basically, I was lost. I thought I knew everything, uh, but at the same time, I had a sense of hopelessness. I had a poverty mentality. I had uh, just broken ways of thinking. I didn't like who I had become uh, because I found myself being um, out of high school with no direction. And uh, so I started getting involved in the passions that I have through music, through ministry, through uh, just making people laugh and connecting with people. And I started playing drums here at the church and that was the beginning of my involvement. Um, and then once I really committed to involving in music ministry, I focused more on the ministry aspect than just the music and I began to connect uh, to other men and women that were able to speak into my life. Um, and as a result of that, I found myself um, wanting other things. I desired to, to get married. I desired to have a family. I desired to have a home. I desired to have the fruits of 
all of the things that um, I was reading about in these scriptures and these chapters and these books and verses in the, in the Bible. And um, before I came into God, I didn't really understand. I thought that was just an old book with a bunch of good things in it. And now I find myself um, not being able to function without getting into that word every day. And what I, what I think is biggest and brightest about my future is that I'm just now getting started. I have a lovely wife. I have a beautiful family. I'm still in music ministry, but now I can take what was taught to me and I'm able to give it to others. So my future is bright because I'm able to do that with my wife for other young couples uh, like yourself. My name is Johnny Summers uh, from Metro City Church. Uh, before I came to Metro City, uh, I was actually looking for more. And when I got here, uh, I definitely got it uh, through the brotherhood that's here. And also, it's a, it's a lot of love here at this church. Um, one day I came here, I also was healed physically, um, and, it, and it changed my life. And um, as far as uh, the future being here, I definitely am looking forward to more clarity on who Jesus is. I'm looking forward to uh, more, a deeper understanding as to who he is. And, um, and I really have a lot of faith that I'm going to get it from here. Um, every day that I come, even when I first came, I feel like I'm with my family. Um, I know that I'm with my family. This is an this is extended family for me. So uh, I'm extremely blessed to be here, and I hope you guys join me as well. My name is Rod D. Harris, and this is my wife, Shakira Harris. Um, we grew up in the church. We was that traditional going to church every Sunday because our parents made us go. And so we grew up uh, a part of the same church. And then we probably, after 10, 15 years of being at, at our old church, we became members of Metro City Church. And one of the things that we liked about uh, Metro was that they had connection. Uh, one of the ways they connected with people was by being invited. So as soon as you come in, there's someone to greet you. You're not forgotten. You're not just a number at the church. They also have groups where each week you meet up with people. Um, not so, it's not so much um, tradition or religion, but real life situation. Relationships. Where you get to, yes, relationships, building. And also, um, you're being taught about leadership. You're being taught in every aspect from work, home, church, for the future, how to receive leadership and discipleship. Discipleship not just being a word that's in the Bible when Jesus asked his people to go out and teach them, teach all the nations. We are physically being shown how you can be a disciple. And for the future, what I want to see is victory in Jesus, not only for me, my wife, and my kids, but for my family members, my aunts, my uncle, every member of AMC, victory and trust in Jesus in the way of what he say, how to do it, when to do it. So we look for victory in Jesus. Yes. Wow. And that's just um, just the top, the tip of the iceberg. It's amazing that the Lord continues to invite us on his journey. This morning, you're being invited to continue on a journey. When Jesus invites us, he invites us into the adventure of a lifetime. I don't know if you've thought about it that way, but what he has in store for you is amazing. By faith, look at your neighbor, prophesy over them that God's future for you is amazing. Say it with conviction. Jesus said the thief comes Check this out on Kenny on that John 10, 10. The thief comes to do what? Three things. What? But I come that you might have life and that life, well, how, how? Abundantly. So God demonstrates this principle. He always does. Invitation, promise of abundance. He does the same thing. He did the same thing to the children of Israel. Joshua chapter 3 verse 5. Write that down or note it somewhere because it's a scripture you're going to hear a few times in the next few weeks. Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders. Check it out. Amazing things. 
Actually, that word wonders, amazing things, is also translated miracles. Consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do miracles, amazing things among you. Corporate consecration is required in order for them to witness the miraculous power of God. Israel had to be all in. Everybody had to go. Whether you're talking about leaving Egypt or whether you're talking about crossing Jordan, all in was necessary if they were to see God's blessings. And if you are to see, if we are to see the blessings of God, in the same way, Israel had to be all in for them to enter the promised land. When you are all in together, God will part your Red Sea. When we're all together, he will part whatever is standing in front of us. He'll split your Jordan and he'll crumble your Jericho wall. But the requirement is that we're all in. When we're all in, God has already postured himself to do the amazing. The amazing always begins with corporate consecration. All in is the catalyst behind all spiritual growth is preceded with consecration. Every kingdom cause doesn't come forth without first, without first corporate consecration. Every miracle, every divine move of God, every major move of God is, is always preceded by consecration. God gives us power, but he does so together. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 says, if you want supernatural power, check it out. In Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had, had come and they were all together in one place, then there was the sound of a rushing mighty wind. Kind of interesting that God waits till they all get it together. Together. Acts 2, 44 through 45 you want supernatural provision? God will give it to us. How will he give it to us? All those who had believed were together and had all things common. And they began selling the properties and possessions and they were sharing with one another. Sharing with all. And anyone who might have need. Provision comes when people are consecrated together. Acts chapter 2, 46 and 47 says, you want supernatural increase? Check this out. The day, day by day, they continued with one mind in the temple and breaking the bread from house to house. And they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. They were praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was doing what? What was he doing, James? I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't understand that. What was he doing? Adding to their number. How? Day by day. Supernatural increase comes when everybody is in, preceded with corporate consecration. This is an all-in journey that transforms us. We've been on this journey together, saints. It has been so amazing. I can remember, and I can, some of you remember, I was pulling out some photos of the past and just looking over the lives that have been transformed, the changes we've made, the locations we've changed. Anybody here, was it, is anybody here today that was with us 40 years ago at County Line Road? Lord have mercy. Stand up if you were with us for County Line Road. Somebody ought to clap their hands and say, oh my God. <clears throat> you know what's amazing? Some of them were children in those days. Amen. You may be seated. We moved from County Line Road and then we went to, to uh, um, Ralph Bunch Middle School. It was anybody with us when we went to Ralph Bunch. Wave at me. Ralph Bunch Middle School. We had to set up and tear down every Sunday. We were on a journey. Then the Lord opened up to us from there. We went to Smith High School. That's where we met Willard the Rat. Yes. Smith High School. It, the high school was condemned, and they were leasing it, a condemned high school out to us because we were giving money and a place to meet. So we've been there praising God, praising the cloud of glory is moving. Remember that? Mm. Move with the cloud. Mm. Move. And then Willard would come scurrying down 
the pole, and I would hear, ah! I thought the Holy Ghost had hit. He was nowhere near. It was Willard that had come. It's been an amazing journey, but we stayed together. From there, we went to Carver High. I remember that long, that long uh, auditorium. Some folks got married out of Carver High. It was amazing. And every week, we had to tear down and set up. From Carver High, we went to Burns Street. Does anybody remember the barn? I mean, remember the, it, it used to be a YMCA. Y -M yeah, not, not that one. Amen. And, and, and it was, it was a, but God did amazing things. The elders were ordained. Ministers were trained. Deacons were identified. It was amazing. And from, from, uh, from, from, from the barn, we, we had plans to transform the barn. But you know, the barn was in a neighborhood that, oh my God, have mercy, Jesus. Amen. And then the opportunity came for us to come to this piece of property. I knew when God opened it up, it was supernatural. Some of you don't know this story. But the, the, the truth is, in our journey, we had met a person who decided they wanted to, they, their, their congregation wasn't large enough to sustain the note. So they leased the, this building out to us. And the person that did it, it was just an, an individual. And it came time for us an opportunity to buy this piece of property. This was amazing to me. This is how the journey goes. When God, when you're following God, he's with you. Amen. It was amazing that we got down to the negotiating table and we, the negotiations were not going well. Saints, it just happened that that man's closing lawyer was our lawyer too. God knows this is the witness. That man is not even alive today. God did this. He did this. It was amazing for us. So the, the negotiations weren't going well. We were trying to close. Our lawyer said, excuse me. And we sat there in the room, and the lawyer took the other person out of the room into another room. And I don't know what he did to him, and I don't know what he said to them, but all I know, when he got through with him, and he came back in that room, he said, let's sign the papers. And we signed the papers, and the building was ours. Clap your hands and say amen to that. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And we have ab abided here, and God, how many of you have been blessed in this location? You've been blessed. Some of you know I tried to sell. God said, what are you doing? I said, Lord, I thought I was following you. He said, no, you weren't. I said, okay, Jesus. And I stopped and, oh, my God, I'm so glad I listened to God. And I'm going to tell you, saints, as we travel this journey together, God wants to continue to do amazing things. But the prerequisite is that we have to all be in. It's about being completely committed, fully engaged, strategically focused. The Holy Spirit is calling us together in a new way. And I love it. Pledging our time and our energy and our resources. Over the next two years, God is going to do amazing. Yeah, say it. Over the next two years. God's going to do amazing things. And God's going to impact the next two generations. The Lord gave me a message one time. It said, build beyond your years. It's a very powerful message. It says, whatever you build, it needs to, be, it needs to go past yourself. He says, like an arrow. You shoot an arrow into a time. Parents, like their children, the Bible says, children are arrows in the parents' And they are to be shot into a season where parents are not allowed to go. Make sure it's the right direction. That message changed my life. Whether you know it or not, you're building something for the future. Tell you, talk to your neighbor and say, you're building something for the future. Today we begin this prayer and this journey of consecrating ourselves, giving our time, our energy, 
giving our resources for the next two years that will impact the next two generations. We're believing God. You know, we've been praying together, saints, for a little bit, for two things, souls and resources. Come on, look at your name. We ask God for souls and resources. We've always, Metro City, we've always been God-focused. We've always been people-centered. It's always been a family that's grown together. Not a perfect family, but a great family. Amen. And we want to make an even more powerful impact on our community and on our city. And we want to do that in, in an excellent way. We want to do the things that we talked about. No longer talk, now action. We want to create an environment where we can, as some of you, some of you right now, you've been dormant because these things have not come alive. And for the first time in your journey, these things will come alive and you will fit right into them as we prepare the next generation, as we mentor youth, as we educate children and adults, as we deal with substance abuse, as we teach life skills, as we create employment for people, as we help folk buy homes and get out of apartments. Lord, have mercy. How many of you are interested? Yes, amen. I don't care how bad your credit. I tell you, when you follow on this journey, you're going to get a house. Amen. If you believe that, clap your hands and give the Lord praise. That I promise you. We want to deal with health issues, exercise and diet, education, health education, disease prevention. Lord have mercy. We want, to, we want to step up our game so that we host media and arts and community events. This place, God is going to set on fire. This location, God's going to use to impact like a little yeast right in the midst and grows and impacts the whole dough. We're going to impact the whole city. Let the people say amen. amen. It's the journey that we're on. Jesus is still saying, follow me. Saints, I'm asking you today. I'm asking you to give me permission to lead you. Because I know we have to have consent. It doesn't matter what God called me to do. We, God has to give us consent. I'm so excited about it, I don't know what to do. I, I, it's like, I know, I know what my chronological age says, but I don't care nothing about that. Honestly, re really, I don't, I, only, only thing I know is, I, I know what it says on paper, I, I pull out my license and I give it to people, they say, oh, no, you're not. I say, I know, I, that's, what the, that's, what the, that's what the paper says. My, mom, my mama could probably testify that 1948 is when I came on out the womb, amen. But, 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 but aging, well, I don't know about that. All I know is I feel like, let's go. I, I, I just, I mean, I can still, I can, you know, I mean, I don't know what it is, but I, hey, you know, I, I, I just know I want to go, you know? I want to leave this joint, but I need your permission to follow because I promise you with all my heart, I'm too far down the journey now to quit now. Man, I mean, if I've gone this far, you might as well what? Come on, go all the way. I used to sing this song. We may ought to bring it back. I don't know if you know. It's from a great friend of mine. He's now with the Lord. He was in my home. He wrote this song. All the way, I'm going all the way, no matter what tomorrow brings. All the way, I'm going all the way. So don't even try to turn me around. Oh, yes, I'm going on. I've got to go all the way. Oh, yes, I'm going all. Y'all still remember? I can't believe that you still remember that song. All the way. Yeah, you know, we, we, uh, 
Look it up. It's on YouTube. You can get it on YouTube. <laughs> I feel that way. I got clo- to close this. I feel that way. I want you to know I feel that way. My wife and I together, we feel like, okay, Lord, if you want this journey to pick up speed and take on a new power of direction, we'll lead the way. For the next two years. Look at your name. For the next two years. $2.56 million. Don't say it. Two point five. It's our mission. It's our initiative. It's the Metro City family going all in together. Going all out for God's kingdom. We're going to do it. We're going to consecrate ourselves to reach souls and giving of our resources to renovate this facility with excellence. So that, that, that in these next two years, this $2.6 million is not the primary goal. And you can give me some backup. This is not the primary goal. It's the secondary goal. Because the primary goal, please hear this. In this journey that God keeps saying, come on, follow me. The primary goal is 100% participation. Excuse me, I'm sorry, but the world still has yet to see in this time what it's like for a congregation to be all in for the glory of God, for the kingdom of God, all in together. They don't know what God will do in his anointing and power and increase and impact and influence with the church that says we're together. I'm in. All of us. I don't want to go without you. I got a command to go, and God knows by his grace we're going to go. We just want you with us. We've never been on this journey before. We've never been this way. It's something that is new. That's what is exciting about a journey when you follow Jesus. He introduces you to new situations in which you've never been. And he gives you an opportunity to prove to you his presence, his power toward you. That's why we've said to the Lord, we will go. I want everybody in this church as your pastor, I want everybody in this church to have this encounter with the Lord to prepare us. For the next six weeks, we're asking the Lord to prepare us. Would you put your hands on your church, on your chest and say, Lord, prepare me for this journey. I don't want to miss anything. I want to tell you what I get excited about is when God shows you how powerful he is on your behalf because you have said yes. I'll follow you. And you don't say it, you do it. Not like the people who say, I want to follow you, Jesus. But first, let me go, let me go bury. First, let me go take care of business. No, Jesus said, Jesus said, let the others do that. You come, follow me. I don't want to be like the rich young ruler. I had a lot of money. He said, Lord, what else do I lack? The Bible says, and the Lord loved him. That's so important. He gave him a powerful, a tough answer. But the Bible says he loved him. He said, if you really want to follow me, I want you to take what you've got, sell it, give it to the poor, and then come follow me. Lord, what kind of a deal were you making that man? And he couldn't see it. We don't have any record that that young man followed him. He said, Lord, I don't want to be that way. I want to follow you. Then Jesus said, when you follow me where I am, there my servants will be also. And check this out. My father will honor him. I want God to put the honor of heaven upon this house. Because we said, yes, Lord, we will follow you. We're asking every pot, every person. And I want my ushers to help me now. I want every person to do nothing about this today but pray. I want to give you a, 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 I'm going to put something in your hand to, to read and pray about. Don't do anything about it. Please don't. That's not what today's about. 
It's about a call to just say, Father, I want in. I'm going to follow. But you need to pray and talk to God. That's why before you get power, you have to have consecration. Consecration keeps you when power promotes you. If you get promoted without consecration, you don't get to stay there because your character won't keep you there. And that's why many have come and gone. But if you are to remain, if God is to use you, then you pray and you consecrate. So that when promotion comes, you have the integrity to stand in the midst of increase. I want to tell you it's harder to be rich than it is to be poor. Lord, have mercy what you're saying, Bishop. When you're poor, you ain't got nothing. You ain't going to risk nothing because you ain't got nothing to risk. When God increases you, answers your prayer, expands your pocketbook, increases your influence, then the tests come. That's why if you consecrate before time so that when it does come, you understand, you don't forget how you got there, then a humility comes on you. Lord, have mercy. When humility comes upon you, when increase comes, pride and arrogance is not among you. You're able to be sustained in the hand of God's provision, in the hand of God's increase. Yeah, that's where we're going. I want you to bow your heads right there where you, where you sit, and if, if that piece of information comes to you, take it. Are we passing it out? You may do so now. Yes, thank you. What we're looking for is 100% participation. We want everybody to pray about what financial commitment you would make. What commitment of time and energy would you make? How do you become a part of amazing, amazing? And may I say today that the invitation is still out. God has not changed his mind. The invitation is still out. Follow me. Follow me. And he wants us to go together. I want to repeat today, don't do anything about what's on, your, on this that I'm giving you. You can take it and you can read it what we're about to do. This day, today, is just the beginning of this. Over the next six weeks, I'm going to deliver the word that God has already delivered to me. And God will prepare us for mighty increase. He'll prepare us to obey Him because that is really the issue here. What if Abraham would have not followed Oh, my God. So my daughter was talking about Terminator. He said, she said, she said, uh, Terminator is really about the preservation of a seed that had the power to change the world. Terminator was about how do you protect the seed that is born to bring transformation to the whole world. If you want to go to the Bible, I want to tell you that scenario is played over and over and over again. Why do I want you to follow me, Abraham? Because I need to work a miracle between you and Sarah because that seed is going to bring forth the Savior. If you look at it that way, then you start thinking about everything he went through. You can understand why he went through what he went through. By the time Israel comes forth, they have to move to Egypt. And Joseph, who is there, whom God has preserved, is there to make sure, having favor with the king, that the whole nation of Israel is preserved because the Savior of the world, who's in seed form, is already in them. And God is protecting that seed. When the Lord says, follow me, it's because you carry something. Oh, 
Oh my God. Oh my God. Tap your neighbor and say, What in the world are you carrying? Come on, hit him again. Tap him on the shoulder and say, What in the world are you carrying? If the enemy is kept off your life, if you will press through, if you will obey, what is it that God is going to be glorified? Because that comes out of your life. Some of you, it's your children. You have no idea what your children are going to do in the kingdom of God. That's why I said what we're about to do with this place and this people is going to impact the next two generations. Do you have a hold of that piece of information? I want you to bow your heads before the Lord today. All I want you to do today in the beginning of this journey is simply say to the Lord, Lord, I'm going. It's not that much different than when they all had to stand in their houses with their clothes on, with that lamb that was slain and that blood on the doorpost and the angel coming and visiting every house. And when it was done, they had to get out of there. They didn't know what the journey was going to be like, but they knew they weren't going to stay there. In the name of Jesus, we are declaring today that we start a journey. My Heavenly Father, I thank you for those who have the courage. They're already all in. They don't even know all the details, but they know they are a part. They want to be a part. For those, Lord, that you're stirring in their spirit, them knowing something's afoot for the kingdom of God, and I don't want to miss it. Lord, don't call a war and not invite me. Don't have a move and I don't get to see it. I thank you, Lord, for those who will consent to the journey. Father, it is my privilege to obey you. And the Bible says that it, it was his delight. Lord, lo, it is written of me in the book. I delight to do thy will, O God. Let it be so for this house in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. Stand on your feet. Arise on your feet. Take it, read it. We'll talk about it as the time goes. There's a card. Will somebody please bring me a card? There is a card on the inside like this. We'll, we're going to explain this. Don't do anything with it. Just want you to pray. We'll explain what you do with it, how we do this together. Just said, Lord, I know my bishop has, has always been strange. I know he's up to something now. He's up to something again. But you know, I didn't, I didn't do this to me. He did this to me. I'm, I'm not apologizing. We're going. Amen. Keep this card. You can look over it, check it out, and say, Lord, you show me what to do. Sweet, are you, are you ready for this? Amen. Okay, so let's see where we are today. Week one. Ooh, I can run up the steps. Hallelujah. Week one. Week one. Here we go. Quickly, are we ready? She don't know what, she don't know what I'm doing. She's looking at me.